You're listening to Something Real, Something to Talk About. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. That's kind of the gist of what we're talking about in the upcoming sermon this week. And the podcast, Something to Talk About, will follow up with next week. We're talking about spiritual warfare and obedience. And this episode is going to serve as kind of a teaser for that. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right, so this week coming up, we are talking about... We're talking about some <laughs> spiritual warfare and... I ambushed you with that. Yeah, that was, that was sorry. nice. That's good. I, I should have been paying more attention. That was a beautiful segue that I I gestured totally with dropped. my hands I know, and I, they can't see it on here. If I had been that was looking... My Vanna that, White move of the day. So let's try that again. So, <laughs> no, you didn't have to. Oh, no, we were, okay, so this week we're talking about... Spiritual warfare oh. and obedience. Oh, right. Is that better? Is that yes. professional podcasting so right there? Perfect. Nice. So yeah, as as we're moving on in Luke 11, um, we go from this talk about prayer uh, into Jesus driving out a demon. We've seen this before. He's you know it's not new, but here he's actually talking about it and, and giving some instruction. And it's not really couched as instruction, and yet it's instructive for us. Um, as he gets done with talking about prayer, which all is about relationship. He comes on a situation, he acts in the situation, and the religious leaders, uh, as usual, are kind of put out, um, and they're trying to trap him, and they're like, what's, what's going on here? They like you? doing that. Yeah, they do. Um, and so even though Jesus is doing a wonderful thing in rescuing this person from oppression, they are trying to find the downside, trying to, to say, oh, well, he's only helping because he's... You know, from the devil himself. So in verse 16, uh, Luke writes, Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. So the people are seeing it. They're responding. Whether or not they're responding to the gospel, they are at least responding to the signs. They right, I mean, see something, not, right? and they're amazed. Right. Uh, right, how can you not? And yet, some of them, in verse uh, 15, or, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I said 16, but it started in 14. Uh, in verse 15, some of them said, by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he's driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. And so the the flow of the text, as we've seen so far, tends to be not that the people in the, in the crowds are testing him, but that the religious leaders are testing him. So while it's not stated specifically here, it seems apparent uh, and easily inferred, I think rightly inferred, that whether... Um, whether the questions are coming directly from them or coming from people who were put up to it by them, uh, those who have already shown their opposition to Christ are are saying, "Okay, let's let's go get them." And, and we've seen before uh, in Luke that they've made that decision together. Uh, and it says that Jesus knew their thoughts in verse 17 and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan's divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebul. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your followers drive them out? So <laughs> whether he's saying you have guys that are, who are doing this, are they of the devil too? Right. Or he's saying your cats aren't driving out any demons at all, so right. what are you complaining about? He, he goes on in either case to say, so then they will be your judges. 
But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. That's the, that's the message that Jesus has straight along. Repent, the kingdom of God is near. As he's doing all of these things, all of these signs are pointing to the fact that the kingdom of God is near. And so people need to uh, respond to the gospel, not just get caught up in the stuff. But the, the folks who are opposing him, primarily religious leaders, those who are rejecting him, are constantly looking for something else. And we'll get to that in the latter part of this chapter when he talks about the sign of Jonah. This is a wicked generation. Keep asking for a sign. What kind of signs do you need? He fed 5,000 people. He fed 4,000 people. He's casting out demons. You're, you're, you're seeing the authority of his teaching. Everything that he says comes true. Everything that he says is related to the scripture and recognizable as authoritative on the face of it, even before you get into the depth of it. But we want a sign. So uh, Jesus says, <laughs> here's your sign, to, in the words of Bill Engvall. But uh, what is going to come up. Yeah, so as he's doing this, he goes into the idea that um, when, when you have somebody who's strong and in charge, they don't have to, they're not challenged right. until somebody stronger comes along and binds them, kicks them out, takes their stuff. And that's in in that particular case, Jesus is the bully, and the, and the demon is the guy who was the bully who gets kicked out by the bigger, stronger person. Right. But he goes on to talk about um, what happens if that's all you do, and that's where the obedience comes in. So he he goes on uh, in verse twenty something. If I could read, it'd be helpful. Uh, twenty one and following. Nope, sorry, twenty. Uh, four we and got following. This big word Bible. I know it, right? Uh, <laughs> it's it's comfort print. Uh, Are you comfortable? <laughs> I'm less comfortable right now. <laughs> Verse 24 and following. He says, "When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I'll return to the house I left. When it arrives, I find the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there." weird stuff he's talking yeah. about. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. So he kind of punctuates this, Luke does, with adding in this next part of the story. As Jesus was saying these things, right now as he's saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. And Jesus replies in, in verse 28, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So there's a connection between the the casting out of the demon, the teaching of the prayer, and what's going to come after this, that this is a wicked and perverse generation looking for a sign. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying, look, what matters is getting a hold of God's word and obeying God's word. If you cast out demons, if you have exorcisms or whatever other kinds of things, we'll, we'll talk about the foolishness of ritual just in the same way we did with prayer. Um, and that's all you do. You cast a demon out, you right. get the demon to leave, now you straighten your life up. You, you, you get your life together, you stop doing whatever destructive behavior, you know, you get a good job, but you don't fill that house with Christ, the Spirit of God isn't there, then you can end up in a worse situation than you were before. You think you've got it together, but you're still right there under the devil's control. And so uh, we'll be looking at, at more of that on Sunday as we go through it. There is an interesting statement that he has here that seems to be contradictory. We really won't really develop this today, but we'll look at it a little bit on Sunday. In verse uh, 23, he says, 
<clears throat> excuse me, right in the middle of the spiritual warfare thing, he says, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Just a short time ago, when uh, the disciples wanted to stop people from, from uh, doing things in Jesus' name, from casting out demons, Jesus said just the opposite. Whoever is not against you is with you. So how's that work? So is, is Jesus yeah, contradicting himself? And we know for sure that he's not contradicting himself. The word of God doesn't contradict itself, nor does uh, God himself or Christ who is God. Um, and so what's that about? So we'll talk about that on Sunday as well. Ooh, so you have to listen. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Right. Cliffhanger. So be sure, yeah, be sure to tune in on Sunday. Uh, if you are a member of Real Life or you attend Real Life in Three Oaks, you'll hear it live. And if, if you've <laughs> never been to Real Life... It's a good time to And come. you live anywhere close, we're yeah. right now, for the rest of, of uh, this month in March, we're downtown Three Oaks, easy to find. It's not a big town. Um, but then we'll be moving to a new building also uh, not on the difficult south end of town. A little more difficult. You have to go to the other side of the one stoplight in town. So The know. other side of the tracks. That's right. <laughs> but uh, even if you can't make it to our service, uh, be sure to listen to the sermon here on the podcast. It's posted every Sunday. And uh, our schedule right now is this episode being sort of a preview for that, and then the sermon on Sundays, and then a longer discussion on Tuesdays, so you have your whole cycle covered of what we're talking about. And we get to have fun hanging out talking about God's Word. Very true. So we'll leave it with that. Thanks for listening.